everyone. Uh, my name is Mark Edwards, and I am a senior at JH Rose this year. And I'm going to do some preaching today. Um, I have been going to this church my whole life now, and so since my last year here, um, I thought that I should do some preaching. All right. <laughs> uh, when Miss Amy first I talked to her about it, um, she told me that the, the theme uh, was going to be the great adventure. Um, and I just couldn't decide on what story I wanted to tell because, like, they talked about earlier that youth goes on the backpacking trips, and I was like, man, like, those are some awesome adventures. Like, I've, I've had a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, and, I mean, I've, I've gone fly fishing in Colorado, like, fantastic stuff. Um, but when I was thinking about my, my greatest adventure, um, it, I found it to be uh, my relationship with Christ, and that's the best adventure I'm ever going to be on. Um, and a relationship with Christ is an adventure. He doesn't want to limit how much fun we can have. He wants to expand that amount and allow it uh, to be higher than we ever thought possible. Um, in John 10.10, 10, it says that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come they may have life and have it to the full. The full life Jesus is talking about is this grand adventure he wants to embark with us on. And that full life comes from relationship with him. Uh, also, in Ephesians 1.17, Paul's talking to like, the believers in Ephesus um, about Jesus, and he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know him better. Uh, Paul talks about knowing him better, talking about Jesus and our relationship with him. We strengthen our relationship with Jesus by obviously coming to church and being in community with other believers, as well as reading the Bible and um, just spending time with him. Um, one of my best friends goes to this church. His name is James Reed. He um, has also come to this church ever since he was eight when he moved from Arizona. Um, when I met him in middle school, I was like, yeah, like this, I like him a lot. Like He's a cool guy. Um, and so I was like, we should, we should start hanging out. And so if I had said, okay, James, like, let's start hanging out every day. It'd be a great relationship. And so if I'd been like, okay, well, like, I'm, I'm loving this. Like, this is cool, but I'm kind of busy. Like, how about just during the week? That, I mean, that'll still work. That's still a good relationship. But then I'm kind of like, ah, I mean, I got work. I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Like, how about, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday? I mean, three out of seven days a week, that'll still work. I mean, it's not the best, but, but it'll work. Uh, and so eventually it gets to where I'm like, how about just the weekends? It'll be all right, but the, the relationship's kind of coming down. And then finally I say, how about just an hour, just on Sundays? That's no longer a very functioning relationship. We can't, we can't get to know each other any better if we're only seeing each other for an hour on Sunday. And that's how our relationship with Christ is. We need, to, we need to spend more time with him than just at church here. This is very important, but it can't be the only time we ever spend with him. We need to be on fire for Jesus and to be truly happy. Uh, Jesus is in Revelation. Um, let's see here. I know that your deeds and that you, that you are neither cold nor hot, I wish you were either one or the other. So because you were lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. We can't put him on the back burner in our life. We need to have him in the front, in front of everything else we do. Our relationship with Jesus is so much fun. It's our greatest adventure. But to make that relationship work, it can't be one-sided. Thank you. Good morning. 
Um, my name is Julia Fernhaber, and I'm currently a senior at D.H. Conley High School. In the fall, I will be attending North Carolina State University to study nutrition science. Fun, right? <laughs> I've been a part of Oakmont Youth Group since about the middle of seventh grade, and today I just could not imagine my life without it. Um, so when I decided to preach for Youth Sunday, the first thing I needed was a topic. You know, I have to have something to talk about. But I really wanted something that I could relate to, so when I was telling you, it would really mean something to me. Um, and usually when I see God speaking to me, it's through like reoccurring verses. So I'll see something once, I'll see it again, I'll see it again. I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. Like, this is important. So back in January, I was at a weekend retreat with a summer camp I go to every summer. And we were focusing on the verse 1 Corinthians 13, 13. That verse reads, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Then we were given a little rock, kind of like this one, and told to decorate it for one of the words. So then when we were done, we put them all into a bucket and drew out a new one to take home. Well, this is the one I drew out. If you can see it, there is nothing on it but a single dot. And I was like, okay, um, what, what is this? But thankfully, the person beside me was the one who made it. And they were like, okay, it's just a little dot. And I was like, yeah, what does it mean? So the little dot is symbolic of the verse Matthew 17, 20. And then in that verse, Jesus is telling his disciples, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Well, that's pretty amazing, having faith that can move mountains. So my little rock inspired me to dive into the rest of the story and here it is. So in Matthew 17, 14 through 20, Jesus heals the demon possessed boy. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Jesus, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. So I thought that was pretty amazing. Having faith in God enables us to fulfill everything he has in store for us. For me, I think faith is really important right now because in the fall, I'm not going to be in my comfortable surroundings. I'm not gonna be with my family. I'm not gonna have my youth group. I'm gonna be in college. And in the beginning of that, it's just going to be me. Hopefully I can find some good friends who want to pursue Jesus as much as me, but at first it's just going to be me and my walk with Jesus. But faith isn't necessary in all the big situations. It's necessary in everything you conquer especially if you're really living your life in faith. And I'm saying this just as much for me as I am for you, that fully relying on God is everything. And by doing this, maybe you can move some mountains too. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Anna Cravat and I am a senior at D.H. Conley High School. I first want to thank my church family, you guys, uh, Amy and, this, and her youth ministry in particular for nurturing me and encouraging me in my faith journey. 
I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share with you this morning a bit of what God has done in my life. So to start off, I would like to share with you a passage from Genesis 12, if you'd like to turn to that in your Bibles. And I'll be beginning in verse 1 of chapter 12. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Like Abram, many of us are called by God to walk by faith rather than by sight. This can be especially difficult when we are called to places or situations completely foreign to us. In the spring of my freshman year of high school, an opportunity arose for me to participate in the youth backpacking trip. For those of you who are unfamiliar with this excursion, it is an annual four-day hiking trip that takes place in Pisgah National Forest. After taking into account the nonstop nagging that came from my older brother Caleb, who had attended the backpacking trip several times before, I reluctantly agreed to attend this expedition so foreign to me. I suppose that in order for you to get a proper image of how unaccustomed I was to this environment, you ought to know that the most physical labor I had prior to this trip took place on a riding lawnmower. <laughs> so as you can imagine, as time came for me to leave, I became very apprehensive about what was to come. Right before we left, our group was given the news that there would be severe storms in that region that we were to be camping. All went well the first day of hiking and camping. However, it took less than 24 hours for me to know that the sound of rain on your tent is somewhat of a rude awakening when you've got a long day of hiking ahead of you. The next few hours of my life were consumed with hiking in freezing rain, attempting to stay warm, and miraculously, singing. The people with whom I was hiking recognized the tough situation, and together we made the best of it by shouting songs like Don't Stop Believing and ironically The Climb by Miley Cyrus. We sang these songs at the very top of our lungs. You could say that we were pulling a casting crowns by literally praising him in the storm. It was situations like these that it would have been so easy to complain or quit. Yet in these instances, what keeps us moving forward is the recognition that God knows what we are, where we are, and what we are going through, and he promises to be there with us. Even on the cold, rainy days, it is in him that we can find the strength and confidence to not only persevere, but thrive in the unknown. I had absolutely no clue what I was doing when I began my first journey on the backpacking trip but God did know exactly what was going to happen. And he was aware that I would leave those woods a much stronger person, just like God knows where you are and what you're going through. It is promised in scripture time and time again that God will be alongside us in everything we go through. 
One example of this can be found in Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. We are all faced with uncertainty. Many of us wake up in the morning unsure of what was to come that day. This was especially true for myself this past summer when I traveled to the Dominican Republic for two weeks. As the beginning of my second week began, I met the youth group from here at Oakmont in a town called La Romana. This small city became our home for the week that followed. This trip was different than any other mission trip I had attended prior to this. Every morning we woke up, ate breakfast, and were not completely sure of what to expect for the coming day. We knew this much. Each day we were to travel into small sugarcane villages called bates, where we would provide medical care for the men, women, and children living in impoverished conditions, as well as we would conduct a vacation Bible school. We were, however, totally unaware of where we would be going or what environment we should expect uh, from each of the bates. It only took a few days to realize that each village was very unique. Some bates were more welcoming and receptive to us, while others didn't have a very jovial response. But in even the tougher situations that my team and I faced, God was ever-present. I could feel God moving the many people we encountered and even members of our own team. No matter the place, it was clear that God was there and that he was working. Abram found himself in a similar situation, that he knew that walking beside him was the one he could put his faith and trust in. As my classmates and I look towards graduation, we find ourselves facing the unknown, whether it's going to college, entering the job market, or embarking on some other grand adventure, we can be confident in God's unwavering willingness to stand with us. And when we put our faith in him, we can do so much more than we ever imagined because we worship a God that truly thrives in the unknown. Thank you.